0: What's up security gang. Welcome to another episode of the CISO talk podcast. I've got a special one for y'all today. One of my favorite authors in our industry, the author of this awesome book, the number one book in the country as of today, this is January 13th when we're recording project zero trust, George Finney. He's also the CISO over at SMU will be joining us to talk about what I feel like is one of those books that is easy to read and fun to read. And we're going to be talking all about the book on today's episode. So don't go anywhere. You can buy the book in the show notes, by the way, below. There's an Amazon link to go get it. You don't want to miss it. You definitely want to get this book the way it's written, um, the messages behind it. It's easy to understand. It's very easy to get into it. And it's a character book. Yep. It's a character book. So without further ado, let's bring George in. So here we go, folks. This is a talk time. Let's get it going. From the Cyber Hub Bunker in Studio, you're listening to the CISO Talk Podcast. No sales, no bullshit, just straight talk. Straight talk. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. George, welcome to the podcast, buddy.
1: James, thanks so much for having me. It's so cool. I love talking to you and this is going to be a fun show.
0: Oh, I'm I'm so psyched uh, for the show. I was reading your book last night, um, kind of wrapping it up, getting ready for the interview. And my wife kept looking at me on the couch going like, am I going to get any attention? And I was like, I can't put this book down. Like I can't put the book down. It's like, um, it wasn't just another cyber book where you're kind of sitting with your highlighter and with your notes and you're taking notes. It's a character book. You're really, you kind of really do get attached to the characters in the book. You kind of, if you've been a, a practitioner and you've been part of any sort of cyber event and kind of the rebuilding process, you, you really do put yourself in the rooms of some of these conversations you have in the book. It was really well done.
1: Well, th- thank you for that. Now I'm just picturing you like, you know, sit, sitting up in bed, like reading, you know, late at night with the light on and, you know, bothering your wife. So, sorry, and, sorry and- I, my apologies to your wife, but uh, I, I appreciate you, 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 you saying
0: that my my wife and my one year old both hate me significantly for that. So <laughs> But George, you've been on the show before, but for some of our new listeners or some of the older listeners that have been around, they mean they may or may not know you. Would you mind just giving them a little brief background about you know how you kind of got started in security and what you're doing today?
1: Um you know, so, so I, I feel like I've been in security since you know i was I was a kid. I was a a, a latchkey kid, right? So you know I, you know, walk home by myself with my keys. And uh, of course, as, as, a, as a kid, uh, I would always forget my, my keys because, you know, I mean, what what nine-year-old can, can be that responsible? So, you know, I had to learn to like break into my own house, you know, just to, to you know, to survive. Uh, you know, the, the, the 80s were a crazy time, kids. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, I, so I got my start out of college. You know, I, I, I started like a lot of other folks in, in, in networking and, and figuring that out. I moved over to, uh, to, to the system side, you learned Linux and was a sysadmin, email, DNS, you know, did, did, did all that. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the theme of it, you know, of all of that was security, right? Running firewalls, hardening systems. Um, and, you know, I love open source. I'm a huge proponent of open source uh, software. Um, and I got this wild hair, decided to, to go to law school and, um, Uh, So I'm I'm an attorney. I apologize. I hope (laughs) uh, you know. Don't hold it against me. Um, But uh, uh, you know, it it just it it made so much sense uh, with all of that background to to go into security. Right. That's that's really the theme that that, that's carried through my whole life. Um, And gosh, just just as a career, what other career do 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 you you know get this much out of uh, protecting people, engaging, always kind of learning new things. Uh, cuz we're always on the bleeding edge uh so just everything about that i i i just love and and to be able to give back uh through writing books and you know I, I, it, it, that's that's kind of my calling but to know that you know folks like you leaders in our industry are like hang hang on holy cow like this this is a really impactful thing for us uh that that just means the world, the
0: world to me well you know I, I won't i won't waste your time on this but i will tell you this um, the book's really well written, and I want to get into it. So this book, unlike a lot of, and, and I've got a lot of cyber books behind me, and there's even more uh, that I got to bring down to this shelf here. Um, um, hopefully this weekend. Um, I've I've read a lot of cyber books, none like yours. So hmm. the book's character-driven. I feel like, and and you kind of pick D- Dylan. Dylan's kind of the star of the book, right? He's He's not the CISO. He's kind of the new, you know, kind of one of the guys there. What was the motivation for you to write a book that was more character driven around zero trust?
1: You, you know, so, so the way the book came about, like I, I, I'd I, written my last book. It took like three years to write. It, it was just such a passion project. And and I thought I was out, you know, And but they pulled me back in. Um, <laughs> uh, so th- this never happens, uh, by the way. But um, the publisher called me out of the blue and they're, they're, they're like, we, we want you to write a book on zero trust. And I'm like, you know, who, who me? Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, so I, I, I actually you know, I'm, I'm good friends with John Kindervog who, who created zero trust and, and I, I wasn't going to just write the book. Um, and, and <laughs> you know, I, like I actually called him and was like, Hey, hey, you've been talking about writing this book for years. Why don't, you know, I, I can just connect you guys. Um, and, and it turns out he's, he's just too busy with his new startup. Um, they do, uh, manage services with, with, uh, with, with a zero trust emphasis, definitely check them out onto it. Um, but, uh, you know, he was like, man, you, you, you do it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you all my notes. I'll, 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 you know, we met multiple times to, uh, to kind of talk through the scenario and, but like that, that first night, so the, the you know, the way that you write a book, right. You, even when the publisher comes to you and says, please write this book for us. Uh, you have to write like kind of like a proposal, like a business plan for your book, uh, to talk about the audience, to talk about the approach, uh, you know, what what other books are out there on the same subject that, you know, what your competitors are, if you will. Um, so I'm like, dang, you know, how am I going to? But like, it, it was so magical. As soon as I talked to John, you know, or even maybe a little before, um, I, I just knew um, we we had to do it as kind of this novel based approach with with, with characters. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've always wanted to be a writer. Right. That's 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 been my passion for, uh, you know, since I was a kid. Um, and the, the, the thing that, that they always tell you as a writer, it, you know, they, they say, show, don't tell, um, right? And, and the, the criticisms about zero trust ha- have, have all been, well, it's, it's, you know, it's just a buzzword, it's too confusing, um, you know? I mean, I, I don't know if you've sat down and read like NIST 800-207, uh, uh, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm a smart person in, in general. I'm, I'm a security, you know, practitioner. Uh, it's hard to understand what the heck is going on in, in, in 207, right? It's very technical, very confusing, even for, uh, you know, in, industry experts. Um, a lot of what people know about Zero Trust out there has been driven by uh, marketing teams that, that are pushing their particular product. And, and you know, maybe they, 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 they fit a, a certain niche and, and, and there's an important role that those, those, those folks play. Uh, they're, they're necessarily, you know, pushing their own angle on Zero Trust, um, so, so to be able to, again, show, not tell what zero trust is and, and, and have an environment that, uh, you know, people can relate to, uh, I, I think makes zero trust more approachable, right? That's, I think, what we need when it comes to zero trust is everybody's got to play a role. Anybody in IT, uh, even the vendor ecosystem, right? We all have to understand what we're working through and, and, and why. And, man, you know, I, I, I loved, um, you know, Dylan uh, as you know, the, the way that he, you mentioned, we, we we made his character come in. He's not a security person. Um, this organization, the, the the fictional company that we created, um, is is not a uh, you know. I mean, they they have uh, they're a startup, right? They have systems. They've got security in place. But the, I, I didn't want to create this perfect utopia where, where you can't learn anything. I didn't want to make them a company where they, you know, they're they're totally broken. They're 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 somewhere in the middle, right? And and everybody's gotta kind of see like, okay, I, you know, this aspect of my company, right? I I you know, I know we have this weakness, and I I wanted to be able to like have this theme where people could go in, you know, if if, if you're an experienced person, you know, you, you can get something out of it. If you're a a novice, you can kind of help orient yourself toward where you want to go in the industry. Um but I think that makes it more relatable, right? So you know, he—he's La Dillon is an IT infrastructure guy uh, who gets kind of pushed towards security because there, you know, there, there's there's nobody else there that's available to to do the job, and I think that again reinforces the message that anybody can do zero trust, right? You you don't have to be a security nerd like 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 James and me. Um, you, you you can you you can deliver zero trust, and, and you know, again, that 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 message resonates with the team, the interdisciplinary team he builds. And you know you you get to know them, and you, and, you know I hope that you start to love them um, because you know th- those are going to be your role, your role models when you're when you're going back into your company and trying to uh, to implement zero trust.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 it, the the characters in this book kind of take it a take it a different path, and you know as the company goes through the breach, Dylan gets that job offer that he turns down because he. Like, I'm going to see this one through these guys stuck with me and I'm going to I'm going to see them through, Um, you know, you'd hope you'd find people as loyal as Dylan is because, you know, most of the time, as you and I both know, uh, with our peers who've been through events, uh, that's not always the case. People tend to jump ship uh, at the moment, you know, bad stuff starts to happen.
1: You know, and, and again, I, I've, I've got like a whole series of blog articles on my site about, you know, how, how people are the most important part of zero trust, right? If we lose sight of that, you know, it's the humans that have to go do the zero trusty stuff. Um, and, and, you know, man, I mean, I, I think there, there's a tendency for us in, in the industry to maybe be a little cynical or, or and, and, and maybe rightly so, because, you know, we see f- folks in our industry be a scapegoat. And, and you know, that that's not cool either. Um, so... You know, fi- finding that happy medium, I, I think, is, is is a challenge. Um, but I, you know, I wanted him to, to have a reason for uh, for staying at the company and putting in long hours. You know, it, you know, it's we 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 incorporated the pandemic into the book, um, and you know, I mean, he, he, the, the the company makes you know treadmills uh, with with an app and an interface and all that. Um, and you know, the, in, 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 this fictional scenario, he's a customer of the company, right? He believes in the product.
0: I mean, that's how the book starts, yeah, by the yeah, way, exactly. like he wakes up, he can't go to sleep and he hits the treadmill, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely there. So I want to ask you another question here. So zero trust, the, the project zero trust book shares a theme with another one. of The books that you wrote that I love, which is well aware. Yeah. What are some of the things you brought from well aware into this book?
1: Uh, you, you know, I, there there is a, a chapter. One of my favorite chapters in Project Zero Trust um, is is the, the 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 chapter about culture, mm-hmm. and you know, and it, it's very different from the other chapters. Right? There's a lot of like short vignettes where you get to see different people interacting inside the the, the company, or or even some of the the, the treadmill like instructors. Right? Um, everybody plays a role in, in in security, and I think bringing that to life, right? That that's that. You know, that, that's the key theme in, in, in my career is, gosh, you know, we've, we've got to invest in our people. We've, you know, one of the reasons I'm, I'm, I work for a university is because I believe in the power of education uh, to, to help us in, in the cybersecurity world, in the IT world, make, make a difference, right? Um, so, gosh, thinking back to, to uh, you know, seven years ago when I taught my first class here at SMU, the most impactful thing for me in my career was when a, a student came in for office hours and, and was like, "I'm gonna go into a career in cybersecurity because of this class." Like, holy cow, James! Like, in, in terms of moments in my life, um, I mean, you, you know, top ten for sure. Uh, and and just because I, I know that I'm making a difference, I'm, I'm I'm doing something meaningful that's gonna that's gonna outlast me in my career. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think got we, we've got to believe in security that, uh, that that we can make a difference right and, and you know I, I think too often we fall into the trap that it's you know we, we say that it's a matter of you know when not if um, but if we believe that right it, I mean we're, we're going to fall into that cynical mindset I, I think we've got to be optimistic and, and, and hopeful um, as a prerequisite for success into believing that success is possible uh, and you know that that I, I think is key, the key the key theme that carries through all of these books, and I think that, that that's I, that's what's going to set uh, folks up for success in their careers uh, is is that kind of mindset that's that's different from the the, the stereotypical like CISO so that, that pounds their fist on the desk and says no to everybody all the time, right? That that's, that, that doesn't work in a modern organization. Uh,
0: I don't know if that's stereotypical anymore, right? I mean, <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, right. Um, I, I would I would hope not as well. I think you know it's 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 very interesting um, to think of the role of the CISO and the evolution of it over time. Um, even in the in, in the four years I've been doing this podcast and speaking to so many of our peers, I've seen an evolution in mindset. If I go back and listen to some of the first episodes I did in you know 2018 to the episodes now, the conversations are very very different. There's an evolution where we're 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 on the scale of going somewhere really interesting. So, you know, I wanted to ask you this, um, I wanted to hear a little bit about your journey with zero trust, right? Because uh, I told you before we started recording, um, you know, you'll have to give me a, a, a buzzword for the graveyard and about 50, 60% of our peers over the life of the show have kind of used zero trust as a buzzword. Um, and I feel like this is an episode where we can potentially maybe get some of them to buy in zero trust, um, I wasn't a big proponent of zero trust either. Um, I think reading your book made me understand it a bit better and and, and look at it a bit more. I mean, in my last role, I did kind of build a zero trust infrastructure without really knowing I was building a zero trust infrastructure, just kind of using security best practices. So share with us the kind of your journey in a zero trust. How'd you buy into it and so forth? So,
1: you know, I, again, my, my journey, uh, you know, goes back to my, my startup days, right? You know, inheriting a, a server that, that, you know, the, the, the guy that preceded me um, had locked down to, to a degree that I've not really seen, like, since, like, in, in the last 20 years, right? That, that, you know, that kind of mindset of uh, zero trust, I, I think, has been in uh, security for a long time. And 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 really the, the 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 two words right we we tried to distill it down into something that that's very easy for everyone to understand is it you know zero trust it's two words uh, the implications there are, are 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 really incredible so me in my career um, gosh I I think being at a single organization for twenty years now which is so long I never expected to be at SME this long um, but it, it it's afforded me uh, the the ability to to, to influence like all of the aspects that you'd want to, you know, incorporate into into your zero trust, you know, journey. Um, and and I, you know, the 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 journey in the book kind of mirrors my own uh, progression, right? So when we opened our, the George Bush Presidential Library on campus, uh, my team took over physical security. Uh, we inherited uh, uh, application security. We've we started to do identity, um, and and you know, we're on our cloud journey now, right? So you know, the, very very similar process. Um, and I, you know, I'm very lucky to have to, to have been a part of this uh, this journey. Um, but you know, if, if I had maybe taken a different route, um, you know, I mean, if the average uh, tenure of a CISO is, is two or three years, the, the, these times maybe that's one you know budget cycle for you to go through, maybe two, uh, to to deliver that 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 strategy, and maybe you're only seeing parts of that journey, uh, whereas you're inheriting a lot of other stuff. You know, you talked about how you know being at a startup, you know, starting from scratch, maybe you could t- make a lot of different choices, but um, I, I think seeing the, 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 the progression, you know, we've tried to incorporate, you know, security best practices for a long time. We, we were an early adopter on micro segmentation. Um, and, and you know, what, what I think the message that I would send to those, uh, 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 you know, zero trust skeptics out there <laughs> um, is, I mean, I, I think what, what zero trust is, and we talk about this in the book, zero trust isn't your architecture. And and that's really where the conversation around you know Gartner or whatever has 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 pushed zero trust is your strategy. Um and and so I'm going to make an analogy for a second, uh you know so, so it, you know it, you know they say you know uh, what, what's the saying in, in in the military uh you know good generals study uh, uh you know tactics great generals study uh, logistics. Right. Um, and, and you know so, so you know when you think about uh, you know a battlefield right you you want to understand the terrain um, and and that is a CISO understanding you know the environment that that they're protecting what the company's doing where where their apps are at what what the business processes are all of those things um and then you know what does a general need to know well the general needs to know what his troops capabilities are what tools do you have to to bring to bear in in that environment right is it artillery is it air power is it you know infantry what all of those different things you have to understand what capabilities you have what tools you have available and maybe there are new tools right out there in in the universe that that you would want to bring in um okay all of those things are great and now right so that, that that's that's what we spend a lot of time as an industry, like you know, talking about and understanding. Um, so at, at, at that point, when you know that as as SSO, um, then you've got to implement your strategy uh, for how to take the tools you have to to deliver the mission and, and to protect or control the battlefield, if you will. Right? Okay. So zero trust is that strategy, right? That that takes you from you know having the tools to implementing them effectively, uh, as effectively as possible. And, and zero trust really is about prevention prevention you know an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure um so so really we know you know if if you secure things early on um it's going to be much less expensive than after the fact right focusing on prevention and having a a, a coherent strategy to bring all of your different parts of your organization together to, towards that same mission of zero trust right so you, you know again security teams aren't the only groups in your organization that do security right you've got infrastructure you've got uh, your help desk or desktop support, uh, you've got cloud or your developers. All all of these people have to play a role in zero trust, right? The, the, they've all got parts to to play, and aligning all of those towards the same strategy is is the the the, the thing that I I, I think it's uh, it's the thing that we've you know kind of been missing. And I don't know that there are other strategies out there collectively, and you know maybe everybody can can have their own, uh, but this is a great way of bringing everyone to the table and, and you know, in, in military circles, you know, they, they talk about commander's intent, understanding what the, the the general intends for that given mission so that it's clear for everyone. And, and, and that really was the idea was, uh, you know, again, simplifying this into two words, everybody can kind of, you know, rally around that mission, uh, whatever part of the, the battlefield, so to speak, um, that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. You, you know, chapter five of the book is probably my favorite. It's the identity cornerstone. Um, and I feel like, you know, the fact that you called it identity cornerstone to me marks, you know, something I've been kind of talking about for, for, for the last year or so is that the goalposts have, sh- have shifted from endpoints to identity. Um, would you mind sharing? You know, I don't want to give away the book, right? So uh, w- would you mind sharing kind of a little bit about how you see identity's role in Zero Trust? Yeah. So,
1: you know, I, I think, you know, the, the way you described it goalposts has shifted is, is certainly true. Um, and, and, you know, again, we talk about uh, deeper immoratization, right. And, and all, all of the, the things that we talk about in security, generally speaking, fall in the category of tactics, right. And your strategy right. will will align all the different tactics together. Um, the interesting part about identity when it comes to zero trust is that it's not just a, 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 a tactic, right. It, it both, uh, informs identity as well as consumes it. Uh, and, and I think, you know, it, it's really a, a key feature, particularly around, um, you know, it, organizations when, you know, you have folks working from home or you've got apps or uh, in the cloud, right? All of those different places. How do you, how do you make sure that you're delivering zero trust? Uh, well, you know, identity is, is, is what we have to, 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 to go do that. In, in, in all of those disparate locations, that's 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 the one thing that unifies all the different parts of our uh, our, our, our infrastructures.
0: Identity is kind of the you no longer trust the endpoint; you trust the identity behind the endpoint rather than the endpoint itself, and it really does change the game. I think it's you know we're moving from it used to, you know um, it used to be get a VPN, get a good antivirus or EDR product, and you're pre- you're pretty good. Today I'd be like get a good password manager make sure you've, you've got good MFA, then you can have EDR and VPN. But I'd probably focus on, on, on the first two over the latter two for initial cyber hygiene for a well-aware individual.
1: I see what you did there. Did um, like it? Yeah. Planwork? Yeah.
0: Um, y- yeah, I, I
1: think, gosh, the, 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 I mean, I, I would say identity is kind of the, the, the glue that connects everything together. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, but also, um, you know, we can do things with identity, right? We can force reauthentications. We can, uh, monitor for suspicious behavior, uh, you know, all, all of those things, again, reinforce, uh, what we're doing with zero trust, which is to, to, you know, uh, prevent or contain, uh, breaches in, in, in inside our environments.
0: So it, it, becomes very interesting to me because identity as, as a whole, right? If, if we geek out for just a moment here, um, is, is, is the following. So, so in my last role um, in financial services, one of the things we engineered for our customers, for our users is when you're using your card in a way that triggers a fraud alert, where in most cases, most banks would either decline the transaction or otherwise maybe just honor it and take the risk, depending on what it is, we would do a re so we'd actually have a notification pop up in the app for the user that says, are you trying to do this? All right. And take a picture of yourself. Go ahead, take a selfie. Now, this gave us so much. It, 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 it created a whole different level. It's, it's, it's essentially the definition of zero trust. You're at a Gucci store. If you take a picture and I see you behind a white wall at your home, right, I realize that's not you.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you could look at the metadata in the, in, in the picture. Yep. You could look at so many different things to, to leverage that. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out an, another example, right? So, uh, one thing that I think should force MFA re authentications across the board, um, I talk about this in the book, but um, password resets, yep. right? Uh, you know, that, that, that's not a super common thing right now. Um, but if you're trying to change your password, right, there's a, there's a better than average chance that it's not you. Um, I mean, it, you know, it could be me because I never remember my passwords. I forget them all the time and, um, you know, <laughs> but, but that's, that's okay. Right. And I, and I, and I think that, that again, thinking about the, the life cycle, right? What's, what's happening, you know, out in, in your environment, uh, finding those opportunities to, 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 to inject some things like uh, reauthentication, I, again, that, that makes our, our, defenses a lot more granular um, than, w- than, I... go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I would do re-authentication with with um, human behavior analytics on the bottom line of it. Meaning, yeah, totally. is the way you're is it the way you're making the request for the before I even pop the MFA is what's what's the chances that this could be a bot or a script running rather than a human actually doing it? I mean, there technology is so far advanced, um, and we a lot of times invest so much in, in kind of other things rather than really protecting, you talk about protecting the crown jewels, right? And the journey of, of kind of defending the crown jewels, create a few practice scenarios, do it very low and make sure everyone understands it before you get into the crown jewels. Well, you know, in, 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 in this case, you know, understand how users are gonna be interacting with all of your different applications in the business and then make that your first crown jewel that you defend is that identity since that's the cornerstone of everything you're doing. Have human behavior analytics there, invest time and money in making sure that your users can one, easily interact with your applications, but number two, that they can easily re-access it without really making it too complex, but at the same time, giving your team, your security operations team, enough of a pathway to really ensure that the person is who they say they are, Um, especially in a remote distributed work environment that so many organizations are in today
1: well and i mean just think about i mean the identity is what the hackers are after right I, you know, there's a reason yeah. for that right that, you know we look at the octa breach for twilio or or, or some of those others right that uh, you know we, we have to, to to get a handle on uh the those kinds of identity theft or you know impersonation attempts whatever they are and identity is how we do that
0: yeah luck for jay i mean look what happened to rackspace last month they didn't they didn't patch their their exchange server they they had mitigation they got through mitigation and i mean and karen who's the CISO over at rackspace is a very qualified CISO. she's not someone who's irresponsible by any measure of the imagination she is sharp i've heard her speak multiple times um she's sharp she knows her things but it, it, it doesn't make a difference if if You know, all it takes is for them to just understand one way to bypass something, and mitigation is never the final answer. It's only a temporary solution to a longer term. And, you know, she kind of came out and and really did explain why they didn't patch it because it involved taking a critical system offline. And that kind of brought me to the whole creating a formula of how do you measure risk of patching? Um, And I don't think we live in a world today where no one... Uh, expects their, where 99.9% availability is 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 a thing anymore. Even cloud providers, for the first time since cloud has really launched, 2021 and 2022 were the first years where cloud providers were officially under the 99.9% availability. In fact, I think you know, AWS was at like 99.1, Azure was at 98.7, Oracle was at like 98.5. I mean, Google was at like 97%. I mean, there's no such thing as 99.9% availability anymore. Wow!
1: Wow! Yeah. Uh, gosh, I, I mean, our jobs are so hard. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I feel for them, right? You know, and you know, we, we get lost in in the uh, you know the the budget battles or the political arguments we have to have or whatever. Um, and you know, we we've got to be professionals to to to, to manage that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, f- f- you know, I, I mean. We, we've got to get out of the risk, you know, quantification. I mean, that that's such a rabbit hole. Um, you know, we have to be able to do patching, right? That that that's you know, that yeah, that that's that's such a hard conversation. If if that's the, you know, that that's the battle you're fighting, if it, 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 it can feel really draining uh, to to just you know only be able to deliver the basics. And I'm I'm sure they were doing other things really well. Um, so you know, it, it's it's always. I mean,
0: yeah. And they were because that ransomware only hit one percent of their infrastructure, rather than a hundred, uh, right? Um, yeah. Again, so- you know,
1: the point of zero trust is to prevent or contain. If you can't prevent, um, you know, at least if if you've isolated it to to a small portion um, that doesn't take down your organization, again, that 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 I think is still a win.
0: It is, and it absolutely is for Rackspace, and I hope their board and their leadership see that, and Karen doesn't become a victim of getting promoted to cybersecurity advisor there. Um, <laughs> Um, well, we're, we're at time here. Um, George, I want to put you on the hot seat here. Um, one uh, for, for everyone, Project Zero Trust, go get this book. I promise you, a James Azar guarantee, you will not put this book down. You will read it. And it's not a very long book, by the way. The book itself is about 160 pages, with another 30 pages or so of really, really valuable use cases and methodology and implementation ideas around Zero Trust. It really is a world of knowledge in in 191 pages uh, worth of text here. Um, so so do that. Links in the show notes. Um, you're on the hot seat, George. Are you ready? Uh, you got here it. we go, buddy. Um, there's a buzzword that you can bury in my graveyard. That's not zero trust. What is it?
1: Um, you, you know, I'm I'm sure some someone else has probably mentioned this, but. Um, some, some of the work I'm doing uh, is, is trying to, to, to align with our overall organization's, uh, uh, you know, uh, diversity and equity and inclusion uh, uh, elements, right? So, uh, you know, I, I think we've got to stop saying, you know, blacklist and whitelist. I mean, full stop, and end of conversation. Uh, we, we can say safe list. We can say allow list. Um, you know, th- those as, as, as buzzwords. I, I think we, it's pretty easy for us to, to, to get rid of them. Um, and, and you know, again, we 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 want to uh, make security approachable, uh, so that we can get more people into the industry. Uh, so that when we work with other folks in IT, uh, they can collaborate well with us. And I I, I think that, that that just jives with that that whole mission that that, that we're uh, all pushing toward together.
0: By the way, just, I think every single provider in the world has made it now a block list and an allow list. I haven't seen a wider black list in a very long time on software. Um, so, um, agreed we, you know, that, that shouldn't be one thing. That shouldn't be a thing at all. Um, what's the last song you listened to before coming on the show? Uh, uh, um, you know,
1: I, I, gosh, I, I, I knew you were going to ask that. I, I, uh, let me, let me pull it up. Uh, it looks like hell's bells by ACDC.
0: All right. Or as they call them in Australia, ACA
1: <laughs> that's why you
0: know, i'm down under
1: I've, I've I've started learning to play the guitar uh, and you know maybe other people realize this but acdc is one of the easiest uh, uh bands to play their songs and so there's so much fun to play love lo- lo- love that band gosh you know one one of the pioneers
0: they they are it was so funny i was listening to acdc when i was in australia i was in melbourne for three months and had acdc blasted and 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 the person who was with me in the car who's australian um the gentleman goes james uh, i didn't know you liked akadaka and i was like who and he goes akadaka and i was like what's akadaka man that's acdc and he goes in australia we call him akadaka and i was like you guys have been on this island alone for way too long <laughs> oh that's amazing yes
1: uh wow okay i i, I did not know that and that, that that's going to go into the uh the trivia bank
0: so let me ask you uh, one final question for, for the show today, uh, being a published author, what book are you reading right now? Or, or if you are, or if you're not, what was the last book you read? Uh,
1: so, so I always have, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, reading multiple books at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so generally speaking, like I'll, I'll try and read my uh, nonfiction okay. books in the morning on, on the drive into work um, and the fiction books uh, on, on the way home. Um, so uh, uh, for, uh, uh, for nonfiction, um, I, I'm reading about the uh, uh, the book is called Social Science Goes to War, uh, but it's about Afghanistan and this experiment that we tried called the Human Terrain System, uh, where they brought in uh, social scientists to, to, to partner with uh, military units in Afghanistan to, to, in order to help understand the culture uh, there, which is very different uh, from from what we know here in the U.S.
0: Yep. Uh, or... or, or uh, and
1: and so you know again helping them make uh, better decisions i I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, uh, that there's some nuggets I can take away back to my own uh, practice uh, relative to security awareness and um, the uh, the nonfiction I'm book uh, nonfiction or the fiction book I'm reading uh, is, is really cool um, it's it, it's the second book in a series that just came out this week uh, the, the the book is called Hellbent uh, by Leah bardugo I'm, I'm I'm sorry uh, to to her, I'm totally mispronouncing her name, I'm sure. Um, but uh, you know the idea is um, so a uh, picture, if you will, uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, it's not it's not I, I stopped
0: display. being about about three years ago, I got turned off by vampires and bats. Um. Uh, so...
1: <laughs> it, 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 there, I mean I, I, there there is a vampire in it a kind of um, but ima- imagine, uh, you know, it's it's the, like it's essentially the college version of Buffy uh, where okay. Buffy goes to Yale um, and there's a hellmouth mouth in the la- Yale library. Um, I'm, I'm giving some some things away because that's in the second book. But, you know, it, it, you know, this this, uh, this this girl has, you know, this this superpower. Ah uh, goes to Yale, solving mysteries, fighting demons, and has magic and whatever. The, like Skull and Bones, all the all the secret societies like are actually use magic. It it, it it it's it's kind of more it's more realistic than than maybe not as maybe Buffy was, which was more kind of uh, you know fluffy you know comedy. But oh my gosh, uh, so so engrossing. I'm, I'm 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 almost finished with the with with the book this week, and it's been fun. Hellbent. By Leo
0: awesome all right folks that's it for our show today project zero trust by george feeney go grab it on it's on amazon or uh, yeah i think it's only in on amazon right george or on your uh, website Wellawaresecurity.com.
1: yeah so no uh, amazon barnes and noble target like it's 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 available all in all awesome. places uh, fine books are sold uh also there is an audio book which people really love we got one of the actors from the walking dead to be the narrator of of Project Zero Trust, um, he does a phenomenal job, um, and, and yeah, it, it's uh, uh, ch- definitely check out the audiobook if, if if you're into audiobooks.
0: Brilliant, perfect, George. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Another episode next week of CISO Talk. Make sure you tune in, subscribe, follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform or our YouTube channel. Till then, have a great rest of your day, George. Thanks for being on the show. Go grab his book. Links in the uh, links in the show notes. Um, Have a great rest of your day and stay cyber safe, folks. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues and get all the latest information at cyberhubpodcast.com.